Hello, uh, this is Eli Shaubi. Uh, we will now begin the laws of shahita, the laws of kosher slaughter, having finished uh, the laws of prohibited uh, foods. And this is the last section in Sefer Kedusha dealing with uh, different uh, uh, different commandments that deal with holiness or things that we uh, that we restrict ourselves regarding them or refrain from, uh, whether they are prohibited uh, sexual relations or prohibited foods. Um, and Hilchot Shehita is the last of those. Uh, okay, so we'll now begin. Hilchot Shehita, yesh bichleran chamesh mitzvot, shalosh mitzvot aseh, ushtayim mitzvot lo ta'aseh, wazehu feratan. The laws of kosher slaughter include five commandments, three positive commandments, and two negative commandments, uh, prohibitions, and these are their uh, details. Aleph, bishot wa'habkach yuchal, to slaughter and only then eat meaning that this is not a commandment that you must go and slaughter an animal, but rather if you wish to eat meat, then uh, we are instructed uh, in this mitzvah to slaughter that animal prior to eating it. Bet, to not slaughter a uh, parent uh, animal and its child in the same day, in one day. Gimal, lechasot dam of uh, third, to uh, cover uh, the blood of an undomesticated animal or a bird, which were slaughtered, we pour their blood into the ground and then cover uh, onto the ground and then cover that and cover the blood. Dalit shiloli kaha em alabanim for to not uh, to not take the mother bird uh, with her children. Uh, so if there's a nest and there's a mother with her children or or, or eggs, uh, you cannot take both the mother and the children. Uh, here we see the word al uh, does not mean on, but rather with, aim. Uh, we saw this previously also with regards to Pesach, where we say al masot umrorim yochiluhu, that the korban Pesach should be eaten with masot umrorim, uh, not on masot umrorim, but rather at the time that you, that that Masot and Maror are laid before you. So here we see the same meaning of this word Al, which means with. And fifth, to send the mother bird if you did take it with the children. So if you took uh, the mother and the children, you must send the mother bird away. Uh, and this is a commandment. And then by sending her away, you also refrain from violating the prohibition. Uh, this is a lav shenitakla ase, as we'll see in uh, one of the later chapters of this section. And the explanation of these commandments are in the following chapters. Okay, we'll now begin the first chapter. This chapter will deal with the general definitions of what slaughter is, their, its source, um, both oh, for all, for behemah, haya, and off, for domesticated animals. Uh, undomesticated animals and birds, and uh, as well as the proper uh, way to do the slaughter uh, and uh, the proper knife that needs to be used. All of these will be the generalities, and later chapters will go more into detail regarding some of these. Uh, some of these. Halachot. 
אוקיי, פרק ראשון, הלכה א', מצוות עשה שישחוט מי שרצה לאכול בשר בהמה חיה ועוף, ואחר כך יאכל, שנאמר, וזבחת מבקרך ומשונאך. It is a positive commandment that a person who wishes to eat meat of a domesticated animal, an undomesticated animal, or a bird, that he must first slaughter and only then eat. As it says, And you must slaughter the, from your cattle and from your flock uh, as I have commanded you. I mean, because we see this word, which means to slaughter, so here we learn that the that the Torah commands us to slaughter our behemoth, our domesticated animals. When Neymar b'fchor ba'almum, ach ka'asher ya'achel et ha'sevi with ha'ayal, ken to'chelenu, ha'lamadta she'hayak behemah le'inyan she'hita. And it says regarding the firstborn of a ba'almum, uh, we have, uh, regarding the firstborns of uh, your cattle, uh, they receive they receive a status of kedusha uh, that the firstborn must be uh, slaughtered like kadashim uh, like uh, right they're not considered holy they're not considered unsanctified meat but rather sanctified meat uh, and only the kohanim may eat the firstborn uh, unless they have some blemish in which case if they have a blemish then they do not receive that status and they remain chulin and are permitted, uh, remain, remain unsanctified and permitted for all to eat. So it says regarding the firstborn that has a blemish, meaning that this animal is permitted to all and not only to kohanim, and is considered chulin. Uh, but uh, just as you eat the, uh, the uh, gazelle and the deer, so too you, you shall eat it, meaning this firstborn uh, with a blemish. Meaning, so just as you should eat, uh, so from here we learn that the undomesticated animal, right, because the tsevi and the ayal, the deer and the gazelle are undomesticated animals and they're considered hayot. So you learn from this pasuk that, that, that hayot are considered like behemot, like domesticated animals for the purposes of shahita, since the pasuk ju- uh, juxtaposes them one against the other. And regarding birds, it says, uh, the Pasuk says in Vayikra, uh, a person who shall hunt a, uh, or a hunter who should, uh, a person who, should, who will hunt a, an undomesticated animal or a bird, uh, which will be eaten, he should spill its blood and cover it uh, with, uh, with dirt. Uh, so from here, this Pasuk teaches that the uh, because it says, he should spill its blood. This means that the spilling of the blood of the bird is the same as the spilling of the blood of the undomesticated animal. And since we already learned that the undomesticated animal is also in is also killed via shahita, and now so too the bird is via shahita. Al Khabit. Shahita Behulan Ahathi. Lefi Kah Hashohet Behima Ohaya or Of 
וברך תחילה, אשר קדשנו במספורתו וסיפורתו. אומרים לו, ברך בן בשורר בן מזיד, הבשר מותר. And the laws of shahita, of kosher slaughter, regarding all of them, regarding all three of these types of animals, are one, meaning it's all one mitzvah. Uh, and therefore, a person who slaughters a domesticated animal, an undomesticated animal, or a bird, must bless first, uh, like prior to doing the, the, the slaughtering, uh, who has sanctified us in his commandments and commanded us on the shahita. Uh, and it does not say, and there's not a spe special beracha for each one of the three, but rather it's one beracha for all three of them, uh, since they are all one mitzvah. And if he does not make the, if he did not make the blessing, whether he did so unintentionally or intentionally, uh, didn't bless, uh, the meat is permitted uh, regardless. Uh, the permission of the meat is not connected to having had said the blessing or not. And it is prohibited to eat from the uh, from slaughtered meat uh, all the while that it is mifarkeset. Uh, After the slaughtering, uh, the uh once once the once once the animal is slaughtered uh it does not just die you know, immediately but rather it starts to uh have all the uh, have sorts of tremors and the body starts to shake as the final like as once the head is severed from the body and the or the and the the final like uh uh nerve uh signals from the brain are being sent uh, to the rest of the body it starts to shake and uh, get all of those out, and this is called pirkus. Uh, so while it is mefarkes, uh, and it is doing this, uh, the, is having these tremors, it is prohibited to eat uh, from the meat of this animal all the while that it is doing this pirkus. And a person who eats from this slaughtered animal prior to its uh, soul leaving its body, meaning so the pirkus period is considered that the nafsha, its soul is still in its is still in the body. Anyone who does this violates a biblical prohibition, uh, and it is included in the prohibition of lo tochelu al hadam that you should not eat uh, with blood. Right again, the same meaning al hadam, uh, al meaning with, not on. Uh, and he does not. Uh, he does not receive lashes for this prohibition. Um, this uh, prohibition, is considered a lav a prohibition that has uh, a general meaning, and that there are and that there are a number of uh, prohibitions that are seemingly unrelated that are all included into this one pasuk. Uh, so the primary uh, uh, place where this prohibition, uh, this the meaning of this prohibition primarily refers to Ben Soreru More, which we will see in Sefer Shoftim uh, near the end of the Mishneh Torah. Uh, but they included within this pasuk a number of different prohibitions, uh, one of them being not to eat from, uh, from uh, a, 
uh, an animal that was slaughtered prior to it finishing its tremors. Uh, but since it is a general prohibition and, and these meanings are unrelated, uh, it is not, uh, you do not receive lashes for this prohibition since uh, you do not receive lashes for a lav shebichlelot. And he does not receive lashes. And it, but it is permitted to cut from this slaughtered animal after the slaughtering uh, was done um, and prior to its soul leaving it. Um, and if you want and and if you want to eat this raw meat then you must salt it uh well and uh, rinse it well and then you must let the meat sit until the main uh animal finishes dying meaning so even though you cut this piece of meat from a an animal that is in the process of dying uh you must wait for the animal to die prior to eating it and then after he dies, then you may eat it. Um, note here that he does not say that we need to rinse it first. Uh, regarding uh, the laws of eating live, uh, of eating raw meat, uh, and the process of how to, of what's permitted regarding raw meat, uh, Rabbeinu talked about that in Ilchot Ma'achalot Asurot, in chapter six. Uh, there, uh, go go see. Uh, that chapter for more details on that. Al-Chagima. Darim wa haravim enan serichin shechita ella asifatan hi hamat beret otan. Hare hu omer asun vakar shechit lahem umasalahem im et kol dere hayam ya asif lahem umasalahem asifat darim kishchitat vakarason. Wa haravim emar osef he hasil ba asifa levada. Uh, fish and locusts uh, do not require slaughter. Rather, just by gathering them, that is what permits them. The verse says uh, in Sefer B'midbar, when uh, God is scolding uh, B'nai Israel for complaining about food, he says, if the uh, flocking cattle uh, would be slaughtered for them, and would that suffice for them? And if all of the fish of the sea were gathered for them, would that suffice for them? Uh, so here, since we see the word shahita regarding the flock and the cattle, we see the word uh, gathering regarding the fish. Uh, so from here we see that it is that the gathering of the fish is like the slaughter of the cattle and the flock. And regarding the locusts, there's a pasuk in Yeshaya. Uh, this is also just an asmachta bilvad, uh, uh, like the first pasuk as well, but here it's clear since it's not from the Torah. Osef uh, hasil, the gathering of the locusts. Uh, so here we see also that it is only in the gathering, it's all, all the gathering alone. And therefore, if they died of their own accord in the water, right, without you gathering them from, from the water 
right? The, without gathering the fish from the water and then them dying, whether they die on their own, uh, they they are permitted since you have to gather them from the water, right? The second that you pick them up, right, it's permitted, and it's permitted to even eat them while they are alive. Al Khadalid. This slaughter that was mentioned in the Torah uh, alone, right? The Asuk says, and you shall slaughter from your cattle, from your flock, without explaining what this word means. Uh, we need to explain it, we need to interpret it, and to know in which place of the of the animal do we slaughter, like where in, on the animal do we slaughter, and what is the amount that needs to be slaughtered, and with what do we slaughter, when do we slaughter. Where do we slaughter? In which places are we allowed to be in slaughtering? Uh, how do we slaughter? What are the things that uh, that negate the slaughter, that make the slaughter invalid? Uh, and who is allowed to slaughter? And in all of these issues, the uh, God commanded us in the Torah and said, and you must slaughter it, uh, from your cattle, from your flock, as I have commanded you. In the word, right? as I have commanded you, and you can eat in your gates. Uh, right? That all of these things, right? all of these uh, issues that were just laid out, are as I've commanded you that orally he commanded us in them, like the like all the rest of the oral Torah, which is called mitzvah, uh, as uh, Rabbeinu explained in the beginning and in the introduction to this uh, book. Right in the beginning in the Akdamat of Mishneh Torah, he talks about uh, that the uh, that there is the Torah Shebichtav and the Torah Shebe'alpeh. And the mitzvah is called the Torah Shibyalpeh. And uh and that is what it means when he says when the Pasuk says Kaashir Sibitiha. Mekoma Shahita minahai hua sawab. Wehola sawar kasherishita. The place now we are dealing with the proper place where the shahita must be done on the animal in the animal the proper the place of slaughter in the live animal is the neck uh, and the entire neck is valid for slaughter kesad the weshet mitahilat makom shikeshotin oto mitqabes ad makom shiyasir yathil yoth perasin perasin kakares um, so, okay, so in, in the kosher slaughter, there are two 
things that must be slaughtered, the qane and the veshet. The qane being the trachea, uh, which carries uh, the windpipe, and the veshet, or the esophagus, uh, which carries the food from the mouth to the stomachs of the cow. Um, so regarding the veshet, regarding the esophagus, uh, so we have the upper limit and the lower limit uh, where they uh, where the slaughter may be done. Uh, the upper limit is from the place that when uh, a person cuts it, it uh, the esophagus uh, constricts uh, constricts. Um, if you look at the esophagus, the esophagus is con consists of two layers, uh, and in any place where you cut it. Uh, after the shahita is done, uh, it will constrict. Uh, for people watching the YouTube channel, uh, this is a picture of the kane. This is the trachea, and here up, to, up top is the veshet. And you can see here that it constricts after the slaughter, and it does this, uh, right? It has this weird shape, um, right? It's not a hollow uh, tunnel as it is when it's alive. Um, right, so this happens everywhere. So Rabbeinu here says that the from the big from the first place from the first place where this happens, uh, and this uh, is at the top of the esophagus uh, where uh, the laryngopharynx, the cavity uh, connecting the esophagus with the pharynx, where the mouth. Uh, where the opening in the mouth and then the cavity that connects the mouth with the esophagus uh, where that occurs uh, for a picture of that uh, see here again for people on the youtube channel this is the trachea this large uh, cavity this smaller cavity on the side is the esophagus here is the mouth the food comes in through here this is the pharynx the area that connects the mouth with the trachea the esophagus, and then here, this little tunnel over here uh, that connects the pharynx uh, with the esophagus. This is the area where, uh, this is the, the upper limit of the esophagus that is valid for kosher slaughter. Ad, and then the bottom uh, limit of the kosher slaughter, ad ir, and, and this is until the place that starts to have hairs and starts to be little uh, spikes like the uh, keres, uh, like the, um, this is one of the stomachs of the, or the uh, cow has four stomachs. This is called um, the rumen. Uh, We'll talk more about the digestive system of the cow in later chapters, but uh, the rumen, which is the first stomach that uh, uh, that the food goes into uh, when he originally eats, uh, has uh, these little uh, hair-like uh, uh, papilla, um, and that's the the line the lining of of that stomach is lined with these. Uh, papilla, which are these like hair, these small hair-like, uh, hair-like hair things, uh, and the esophagus near the end of, uh, at the end of its, 
at the at the end of the esophagus um, also has uh, similar uh, types of hairs. Uh, this area is called the reticular groove, where it meets with uh, the reticular rumen. The reticula is one of the stomachs, and the rumen is the other stomach, but they're actually uh, connected in one uh, organ. Uh, they have some differences. We'll go into that later. Um, and in this connection where the esophagus meets uh, this area, this is called the reticular, reticular groove, uh, which is the bypass that the food goes from the esophagus into the stomach. And the floor of that groove also has um, sharp, sharp claw-like uh, papilla. Uh, which Rabbeinu calls Perasin Perasin Kakeres, or Adma uh, So these papilla are very similar to the papilla of the rumen, and there and uh, and this is the bot, this is the end of the uh, place where the shahita may be done. Um, and so if you see in this picture, and so here is the pane, here's the veshet, this green one, and it goes here until over here. It meets the, or it continues until it meets the stomachs. Uh, this is, isn't a great picture here, but uh, that's the principle. This is the proper place of the shahita in the in the uh, esophagus. And this is a very large area. Uh, usually, in shahita itself, it'll, it'll be done somewhere in the middle, and it'll be very easy to not be close to the edges. If he slaughtered from uh, above this place, uh, right? So that was the the pharynx area, uh, right? This. Or and the tarbes aveshet is the pharynx, uh, and it's called us because tarbes means the uh, like a front yard of a of a home, or you have the yard that serves as the uh, as the entrance to a house. Uh, so, so too the pharynx is similar to that in that it is a type of opening uh, or this open area, a cavity that through that you enter into the esophagus. Uh, so it's called the tarbesa veshet uh, for this reason, uh, and it is equivalent to the pharynx. So if you slaughter above this area that we said, uh, uh, or under this area, or under the area uh, that I that I said of the of the um, of the uh, 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 the reticular groove, right? Uh, that and this is uh, the beginning of the benema ayim, the beginning of the inner uh, organs, right? The area of the stomach and so on and so forth. Then, this, then the slaughter is invalid. And in the domesticated animal and the undomesticated animal, which are larger animals this uh oh sorry i skipped uh and the 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 measurement of the tarbesa veshet of the pharynx uh that is not uh fit for slaughtering on the upper limit in the 
domesticated animal and the undomesticated animal, uh, these uh, that area is about the width is about the width of uh, the length of two um, finger two finger uh, widths. Right? So you put your two fingers, and that's about the the distance uh, that uh, that area uh, uh, is. And in the chicken, or sorry, in the bird, in any bird, uh, it goes according to the size of the chick of the bird, uh, whether it's a large bird or a small bird. Um, some birds are very large, and then it'll be much larger. And some birds, like a chicken, are very small, and then it'll be very small. <laughs> Okay, and now that we finish with the esophagus, now Rabbeinu uh, 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 delineates the area of the proper slaughter in the trachea. So what is the place of slaughter in the trachea? From the Shipuikova. That is a, another, uh, uh, for people on the YouTube page, uh, so this is a picture of uh, the trachea is made up of rings, uh, right? So here you can see like the earlier rings of the trachea, uh, and then near the la the fine and and these rings are they they encompass the uh, right they, they go all the way from the beginning of the trachea all the way down until the lungs, right? Because they carry the air, the the air from the mouth to the lungs, and they're made up of these rings which do not uh, cover the entire way around, but rather only partially. And the other and the other end, right here, you see them entirely way around. It, but at the other end of the picture, which you can't see uh, because this is a side cut, it's at the other end. There, it's a little open. It's uh, it's sealed by uh, by a membrane, not by the cartilage, by this cartilage. Uh, the only exception is the the final uh, the final ring, uh, which you can see here. And this left one is this bigger one, which is a little larger, and it covers the entire way around. After that, you have this thing, which is called the shipuikova. So this shipuikova, if you slaughter from this uh, shipuikova and under, uh, and the shipuikova is uh, uh, is what is called the um, the uh, um, where the, th the, th the thyroid cartilage. So from this thyroid cartilage and on and on and downwards, that is the part of the shahita that is permitted, right? And uh, and this last piece of the, the la this last ring, which covers the whole way around, is called the cricoid. Okay. So if you cut from this thyroid cartilage and under, then the shahita is valid. Uh, here you also see it as this part, right? So we said this is the esophagus of the trachea. Here is the, uh, sorry, is, sorry, is this one. This is the, this is the thyroid cartilage, and then this one and two is the, is the cricoid, which in this picture is also cut, right? But it would wrap all the way around. Okay. Um, so that is the upper limit, and the lower limit is until the the uh, the edge of the 
the, the top of the edge of the lung, uh, so, so that when a when the animal uh, bends its neck in order to graze, uh, right? So uh, here in this picture, for example, right? So here we have the lung, right? And here's the the trachea, which leads into the lung, right? So when he bends his neck in order to graze by stretching, he also stretches uh, this area of the lung a little bit. So then the final border of that, of the lung is where, uh, is the lower limit of the proper slaughter of the trachea. So with these two limits, this is the proper place of the slaughter in the and any area of the uh, of the skin of right from the out the outer area from from the outer area of the of the animal or any part of his skin that is opposite this whole region that is what is called savar that is what is called the neck right so and that neck is where is is if the animal this is now in the process of slaughtering if the animal um, forced or pulled its neck uh, very forcefully uh, and pull and or or that the slaughter pulled the animal's neck and up and pulled out and pulled the the, the simanim, pulled out the trachea or the esophagus and, and 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 pulled them upwards right so they weren't in their normal position but rather they were stretched out a little bit farther than they usually would go and then he slaughters in uh in this uh in this place of the of the neck right meaning not in the proper place of where normally you would slaughter on uh for, in, in on the skin of the neck but it ends up being that the slaughtering uh, the slaughter of the trachea and the esophagus was done uh was done uh, uh properly but not in the proper place where normally the shahita is done uh so then so right because it was stretched out uh, so you end up slaughtering the trachea and the esophagus but you don't do it in the proper place in the neck right so then this is a safek nebula because since the uh, since the uh since the trachea and the esophagus were cut properly, um, but it wasn't done in the proper place of the neck, uh, so we aren't sure, and we call this a safiq, uh, we call this a nevela, a uh, animal that, that died, that was slaughtered improperly, um, but only out of doubt. <laughs> And the, the the butcher should cut should slaughter from the from the middle of the neck, uh, right? This removes all any doubt. Right? That's the ideal place that he should cut. And if he slaughters from the side, right? He doesn't come from the bottom, but rather he comes from the side of the neck and and cuts that way. 
his slaughter is valid as well. Uh, and what is okay? And what, and what is the proper uh, amount of, uh, or measurement of the shahita, of the proper slaughter? Uh, they are. Uh, it, it is that both uh, of these uh, two uh, signs, both of these two of the trachea and the esophagus, that both of them are cut. Um, the ideal slaughter is that both of them are cut completely, regardless of whether it is a domesticated animal or a bird. And this is what the butcher should intend to do. He should intend to cut both of them. And if, but, but if the, the butcher uh, cut the majority of only one of them in the bird and a majority of two of them in the domesticated animal or in the undomesticated animal, then it's and the slaughter is valid. Meaning, so a majority of the siman, a majority of the trachea, or a majority of the esophagus is considered the, the equivalent to cutting to cutting it uh, or cutting all of it. Uh, and so too in the bird, we only require one, whereas in the behemah the haya, we require both. Shahat ha'ehad kulo behema If he slaughtered uh, one of them entirely, right? So he slaughtered, he cut the entirety of the trachea, and only half of the other one, and half of the uh, esophagus uh, in the uh, in the behem in a behema or in a haya, then it's uh, in a domesticated animal. Then it's uh, the slaughter is invalid, uh, since uh, half is not considered majority, and therefore it's, it counts as if he didn't cut the second. Uh, the second pipe. If he did a majority of this one and a majority of that one, even though uh, he did not uh, slaughter of either one of them, right? Or he only slaughtered in either one and both of them just a little bit more than half, even a little bit more of like the amount of a strand of hair, this is considered a valid slaughter. Uh, since he slaughtered a he slaughtered more than half, even bimashihu, even on something, this is considered a majority. If he slaughtered half of this one and half of that one, even in the bird, uh, it, the, the slaughter is invalid. If the butcher slaughtered, uh, uh, oh sorry, uh, I read that already. If the if the trachea 
was already half cut, right? Uh, right? This can happen uh, in some sort of injury that the bird ha that the animal has, and its trachea is half cut somewhere. Uh, as we will see in Hilchot Refot in the later chapter, uh, a a cane that is pasuk, right? A trachea that is uh, that is that has this cut is considered a terefa only if the cut is a major is through a majority of the kane, right? But if it is only half, uh, then it is not a terefa. So here we have a an animal that is not a terefa because it's only half, uh, but it also isn't enough for the shahita since we need a majority. Right, so if half of the kane, half of the trachea is already cut somewhere, and then he comes and cuts on the place where the cut is already uh, there, and he cuts just a little bit, and in that little bit he makes it a majority. Whether he can, he began his slaughter in uh, in some other place on the of the neck, some other place of the trachea, and cut from the beginning. Uh, and and then uh, and then hit the cut and made it a majority, or if he began the slaughter in uh, uh, in at, at the place of the cut, right? He found the cut, put the knife into the hole, into the into the hole, and then uh, completed it a little bit more to reach majority. This uh, slaughter is valid. Uh, for here, we can see regarding a bird uh, that it is impossible to have a uh, to have a terefa of a of uh, of uh, if there's a, uh, if if there's any action of shahita that was done, since as soon as you hit the majority, then it is. Uh, then it is also kashir, right? Because you only need one of the simanim, as opposed to the behima, where you need both. That uh, so it is possible that you finish it terov, and it's still and it wasn't proper because the veshet wasn't cut properly. Uh, anyone who uh, slaughters needs to check the two types after he did the slaughtering. Meaning, after he finishes the slaughter, he should open the neck and check to see that the trachea and the esophagus were cut, uh, were cut as they should be cut. If he, uh, because if he does not check and uh, and the head was cut off prior to uh, him checking. This is considered a nevela, uh, and even if the butcher is uh, very fast and uh, and he's an expert in in slaughter, and he and he can tell that he did it properly, uh, that still doesn't count unless he actually checks and sees that it was that they were cut properly. Um, right, meaning like right, so they cut through the trachea and the esophagus, but you don't cut off the entirety of the head, you stop before you cut off the entirety of the head, right? So he does the slaughter and then he stops, and then someone else comes and cuts off the whole head, and it's impossible to check. So this is considered a nevela. Because 
any uh, a uh, animal, uh, because all animals, while they are alive, are considered prohibited. And until it becomes known that they were slaughtered, uh, 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 until it becomes known with certainty that they were slaughtered, a valid slaughter, right? Meaning, so uh, the animal originally has a status of being prohibited, and it is the shahita that gives it a status of being permitted, right? So in order to uproot the status of, of being prohibited and to give it a status of being permitted, this act of checking must be done in order to make that transition in its status. Now we'll be dealing with the proper uh, uh, medium, the proper knife uh, that needs to be used for the slaughter. And so in what thing do we uh, slaughter? With anything, right? Any medium can be used for slaughter. Whether it is a knife that is made of metal, or if it is uh, some sort of flint that is made of stone, or whether it is a piece of glass, whether it is a, uh, right, the Qumichilikna'aqam, this reed uh, along the uh, on the river that is removed, uh, you remove the membrane and then smooth it and make it and make it sharp, uh, right? Uh, you know, they have a picture of it here, right, that they turned it into a sharp, they turned the reed into a sharp, uh, having a sharp edge that it can cut. And so to any other thing that cuts. Uh, and this is so long as its uh, blade is sharp and that it doesn't have a blemish. Um, it doesn't have a bump. Aval, im haya kemo telem bechudo shil adavar shishokatim bo, wafilu haya telem katan biyoter shahitatho pesula. But if the blade had even this small little telem, a telem is like a bump, or like a, think of like a trench, right? Or you have this, you have a smooth ground, right? That's flat, and then a little small uh, bump that goes down, has an incline down, and then an incline up, right? That's a telem, right? Here you can see in this picture, you have the straight blade, and then a bump, right? A diagonal, like a triangular, uh, a triangular trench, right? So if it has even uh, if it has a telem bump in its uh, on its blade, uh, right uh, on the blade of the of the thing that's being used for slaughter for slaughtering, even if that bump was was very very small, the slaughter is invalid. <laughs> If that same bump was only from one direction, meaning, right, so as we saw, it had the, the, the bump has 
it's like a triangle, right? It has a diagonal going one way and a diagonal going the other way, right? But if it were not like that, but only in one direction, right? Uh, so it goes in one way, it has a diagonal and then continues straight, right? So the bump is only, right? So if you go along it, you're only gonna feel the bump from one direction because only one direction are you gonna hit the the end, the edge of the trench, right? You won't hit it from the other direction, um, right? So if the if the bump was only from one direction, then you should not slaughter with it. Uh, but if you did slaughter with it, and you slaughtered only in the direction that the bump is not uh, recognizable in, then the slaughter is valid, right? So Right, because then the 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 edge isn't going to right. The point of the shahita is that it needs a slice, and with this uh, trench, uh, it's not going to slice, but rather it's going to tear it, right? Because the edge of the bump is going to enter into the in, into the into the siman, into the trachea, the esophagus, and it'll just rip it as opposed to slicing through it, right? But if uh, that uh, bump is not it is only in one direction so then it'll never the edge will never hit the siman and therefore uh, the shahita will be valid so, so this last halakha, what uh, how is this so? A knife that is checked in one direction in, in holakha, right? Holakha meaning that you uh, are going away from your body, right? You're checking the knife with your fingernail, as we'll see in, in a bit, and you're checking it away from your body, and you don't feel that it has any uh, any uh, blemish right because you're not going you're not going to feel the bump if it's only from one direction but then when you come back towards you then you feel then you feel it because then you'll hit the edge and you'll and you'll feel that it has a blemish then if you slaughtered with that uh with that knife uh in the direction of away from you right that you uh, that you slice with pushing the knife away from you and you don't bring it back towards you Right, meaning that it's impossible for the assuming that you felt it properly. Right, it's impossible for the bump to hit the uh, for the edge of the bump to hit the siman. Then the slaughter is valid. But if he did bring it back, then uh, if he did slice in the, in the direction of pulling the knife back towards you, then the slaughter is invalid. <laughs> A knife that goes up and down like a snake, right? So like this knife that you can see on the left here, where it goes up and down uh, in like a wave-like, right? So it doesn't have any edges. It doesn't have any bumps because it's not a sharp edge, but rather it's like a wave, right? And it's all smooth, right? So it, it goes up and down like a snake, but it does not have a blemish. Uh, it is permitted to slaughter with it even uh, to begin with. Uh, 
הואיל ואין בה פירם, שוחטין בה, ואף על פי שהוליך והביא בה כל היום עד ששחטה, שחיטתו כשיר ה... But a knife whose blade is smooth, but it's not sharp, right? The blade is dull, right? Since it doesn't have a blemish, right? It can still be dull and not have a blemish, right? Dulling will just be that it's not smooth, right? So it's not a very sharp blade. Right? So since it doesn't have a, a blemish, you're allowed to slaughter with it. And, uh, right? But it, it's not going to cut very well because it's not sharp. Right? So, but, so even, though, even though you have to go back and forth all day long until it finally finishes the slaughter, the slaughter is still valid uh, since it doesn't have this blemish. כמגע ראש השיבולת שהוא מסתבך באמצע, באצבע, הואיל ואין בה פרעם, שוחטין, שוחטין בה. And a knife that is sharp, right, that, that, that has been sharpened, right, uh, they took a, a stone and they sharpened the knife, but, but it's not smooth, right, uh, it's not smooth, rather it's feel, when you touch it, it feels like Uh, the head of a, like the stock, uh, the what's it called, the the stock of a grain, I think it's called, right? The like the right. How you have a, a picture here? Yeah, like this, right? So you have the stock of the grain that it feel that has all these little hairs, right? So it feels kind of uh, rough, right? Uh, so so too, this knife is not smooth, but rather it has all these like hairs of metal that make it like feel rough. Uh, right, so because it has these hairs of metal, your finger is going to like get stuck on it, right? It's not, but, but since it, it still doesn't have a pagam, doesn't have a blemish, right? Because it doesn't have this bump that uh, has that gives it an edge that the edge will then tear the siman. Therefore, you're allowed to slaughter with it. Someone who pulled out a reed or a tooth, uh, or he cut a, uh, a flint or a piece of his fingernail, and those things are very sharp and they have no blemish, it is permitted to slaughter uh, with them, uh, to slaughter with them. ואם נעשן בקרקע, לא ישחוט בהן כשהן נעושין. ואם שחט, שחיטתו כשרה. And if he uh, then took one of those things and then uh, jabbed it into the ground, then you should not slaughter with them while they are jabbed into the ground. Uh, right? he, rather, he should hold them and slaughter with them, not have them stuck in the ground and then pull the neck. Uh, on top of uh, pull the pull the neck back and forth along along them to slaughter to slaughter with them, and if he does so, if he does slaughter like this, then the slaughter is valid. If he slaughtered with any of these things while they are still connected 
uh, as they originally were, right? So if you use the tooth uh, that is, uh, he take, takes an animal and then with its tooth slaughters, or he takes uh, his finger and cuts with his fingernail or something like this, um, without cutting the fingernail, right? He just goes with his finger back and forth. Uh, that is very sharp. Uh, the, uh, right, and he does this before without uh, removing, without uprooting that sharp object from his hand or from the mouth or from whatever it is from. Then the slaughter is invalid, even though that uh, same uh, medium did not have a blemish, right? The, the medium that is used for may not be may not be connected to what they are originally from rather they must be uprooted um and the so in the previous halakha they said that you then stick it back into the ground or something like this it might look like it's like that but it's not right uh, so therefore it's valid uh, a person, if a person takes a mouth, right? So he, this is a dead animal that he slaughtered the animal, right? So now, uh, so the whole jaw right is is disconnected from the body right but the the teeth are still inside the jaw right so it is disconnected but it's still in it's in it's still connected in the jaw but disconnected from the body right so he takes this uh it takes this jaw and and the animal has many teeth that are all sharp and he cuts with with and he slaughters with them this slaughter is invalid because they are like the magad, because they are like a, a sickle, right? A sickle that is used for uh, harvesting, right? There's a picture here. Right? This is a magad, this, this one, that has this handle, and then it has, uh, it's shaped like a sickle, like a, and like an oval shape. And the sickle has these blades, but all the blades go in one direction, right? So, but since it has all these blades, and this is a prohibited uh, form of slaughter because uh, you're not actually, it's because, since, because it's not smooth, right? It's not uh, slicing, uh, it's tearing the simanim, right? And all these teeth are also like that since they're all set, they're all, there's a separate tooth in each place. Um, so they're also going to just tear, uh, tear the uh, simanim, and therefore it's, uh, it's invalid. But if uh, it's only with one tooth that is fixed in uh, the jawbone, right? So he removed all of the teeth except for one of them. And that one tooth is very sharp. Then with that one tooth, he's allowed to slaughter with it even uh, to begin with, even a uh, And even though it is fixed in the jawbone, right? Since the jaw was is disconnected from the rest of the body, so that's considered fine. If he uh, he took a knife and he put it in the fire 
and made it uh, very hot, and then he slaughtered with it. That uh, slaughter is valid because we say that the slicing of a knife is what actually cuts the uh, is what actually cuts the the simanim and not the uh, the heat of the knife. So it doesn't burn it; rather, it slices it. Sakin shesida ehad magal vesida hasheni yefeh lo yishchot basad yefeh lechatehila gezera shem ma yishchot basad acher oim shachat oilu sida yefeh shachat shehitato kishera. So if you have a knife that has uh, two parts, right? The, the bottom, right? So, so both of them were turned, uh, right? So where you have a blade, or you have a piece of metal, and the right part of the or the upper of the knife is has a magal has this sickle right so it has all these sharp uh, uh, things and uh, sharp edges and the bottom part is a, a knife that has been made sharp and smooth in the proper form right uh, like this picture on the on the side here where you see the top half uh, sorry see this whole top half is uh, magal. And the bottom half is right. So here it is. You should not slaughter with the uh, proper part, or the bottom part that is done properly. You should not slaughter with that to begin with. Uh, as a uh, decree, as a rabbinic decree, uh, lest you, or because you have this knife, you might accidentally come and slaughter with the other side. Um, so they decreed against it. But if you did slaughter with it, uh, then it is, right, since he ended up slaughtering with a blade that was sharpened properly, then it is valid. Um, we, don't, we don't even have to say that if he slaughters with the other side that has the magal, then that is, that is invalid. Uh, or since it tears, it doesn't slice. Uh, now we'll be dealing with the form of checking of the knife. A butcher or the slaughterer must check the knife on its blade and from this side of the blade and that side of the blade, meaning from both sides of the blade. Right? You can see that in this picture over here, right? A over here on the bottom. You have a blade. The blade is the part that runs along the middle, right? And this blade is supposed to be very sharp, right? So it's very narrow. And then it has these edges, right? And the edges of the blade are also very sharp. Um, but, and when they come together in a triangular, uh, in a triangular form, they form the blade that meets in the middle and slices and, and does the actual slicing. So the butcher needs to check the, the knife on both sides of the blade and on the blade itself. How does he do the checking? And so how does he check it? He takes his finger, right, his uh, the skin of his finger, 
right? He the index finger, and he puts it along the blade uh, of the of the knife, and then he goes. Uh, he pushes the knife away from him, and then brings it back towards him, right? He does this on his skin, uh, on on the skin of his finger, and then he does it on the on his uh, his fingernail. Uh, and he does this uh, from each of the three uh, directions, from on the blade and from each of the two sides, right? So it ends up that he does, he goes back and forth. Uh, he goes one, he goes uh, 12 times, right? He does uh, uh, back and forth along the blade, back and forth along the side, and back and forth along the uh on the other side and he does all of those with just his the skin of his finger and then back and forth each way on the fingernail actually six right not 12 six because because back and forth is considered one right because if there is there might be a uh a blemish and only that you'll only feel in one direction right so you'll feel it going back and then Fourth, you might meet it, right? So you do this six times uh, with each of these. Um, the this is my opinion, um, and from my experience in checking uh, my own knife and sharpening it, uh, and what is done today, anyway, the fingernail is what is primarily used to uh, identify these bumps. Yeah, the skin is not is it's very difficult to feel a bump uh, using the skin of your finger. In my opinion, the uh, this uh, doing this of the skin uh, on the skin is not to check for any bumps, rather to feel how sharp the knife is. I think that's I think that's a much better explanation. It's also the explanation that Morigafe brings uh, on this uh, part, and the the besar it's about all. Uh, Goes in order to check the uh, goes to check the sharpness, and then Rabenu says Al Sipurno on his fingernail, uh, and he does it in order to check that it doesn't have any bumps. Right. So okay. So I'll finish the translation. So he goes back and forth on the skin of his finger, and then he goes back and forth on his uh, on his uh, fingernail from all all three sides, which are the blade and both sides of the blade uh so that there will not be any blemish whatsoever and then he can slaughter with it then the knife is considered uh valid and he may slaughter with it <laughs> And he needs to also check the knife after the shahita. The same process they did prior, he should also do it after. Because if after the shahita he checks and he finds a bump in the uh, after the shahita, this is a nevela out of doubt. Because it's possible that when he uh, when he sliced along the skin, right, as he was cutting along the skin prior to reaching the trachea and the esophagus, that while cutting the skin, the blade became blemished, right? That uh, a blemish was formed in the knife 
in the process of cutting the skin. Skin, and then once he reaches the simanim, once he reaches the trachea and the esophagus, the the knife is already blemished, and then it ends up being that he did the slaughter with a blemished knife. Therefore, uh, and therefore, a, uh, a, a butcher who slaughters many uh, animals or many chick or many birds with a knife between each and every uh, slaughtering. Uh, because if he doesn't check, and he only checks in the last one, and then he ends up finding that the knife has a blemish, since he can't know for certain at what point the knife became blemished, all of them become in, uh, become nevelot by doubt, even the first one, because it's possible that the blemish occurred on the neck uh, of the skin of the neck of the first one, and then even the first one was improper. If he would have checked it between each and every one, then he might find that the fifth one is where... Uh, the blemish occurred, and then only the fifth one would be prohibited, and the first through four would be permitted. Um, if he checked the knife and it was fine, and then he slaughtered it, and he did not check it after the slaughter, uh, and then he took the knife and, and like slammed it onto a onto some uh, like a, a bone or against a tree or something like this, uh, and then he checks it and finds that it it became uh, blemished. This shahita, this slaughter is valid because the presumption is that the knife became blemished on the hard thing that he slammed it against, right? When he slammed it against the bone, that's probably when it became blemished and not in the actual slaughtering itself. Um, and so too, if he uh, if he did this uh, purposefully and didn't just didn't check it, or if he lost his knife uh, before he had the chance to check it, then the slaughter is kasher. Right, since he checked, it had the presumption of being a kasher knife, and then the slaughter itself is also assumed to be uh, done properly. <laughs> Every butcher that does not that uh, does not check his knife that he is slurring with it in front of a hacham, right? Someone who knows the laws and and is experienced with this, right? And he and he right he only uh, uh, 
uh, puts and he and he relies on himself uh, and his own checking, uh, and he cut it and he did the slaughtering on his own when he was alone. Then we go and we check that knife. If the knife was fine and was checked properly, right? We see that it was fine. Then we uh, we we uh, we boycott him, right? Uh, because he relies on himself, because we assume that he'll also rely on himself some other time when the knife might be uh, when the knife might be blemished, and then he'll slaughter with it. But if uh, but if when we went and we checked after it, we found that it was actually uh, blemished, then we remove him from his position, and we and we. Um, and we announce regarding all of the meat that he slaughtered that that meat is a terifa. And what is the length of the knife that needs? Does the knife need to be that he can slaughter with it? Length can be anything, right? Like even a little small thing. Uh, so long as it's not something that's so thin that it punctures and doesn't slice, right? Like the like the head of a needle or something like that, uh, of a small needle or something like that, which are so small that they don't uh, they can't cut, they can't slice, but rather they puncture, right? So that would not be considered a, that would not be something that would be able to be used for a knife. And when are you allowed to slaughter? At any time. Whether in the day or at night, and this is so, and but at night only so long as he had a like a torch or a lantern or something like this with him, so that he can see what he's doing. But if he did the shahit, if he did slaughter even in the darkness, then his uh, slaughter is still considered valid, so long as he did the slaughter properly. A person who does, uh, uh, who slaughters on Yom Kippur or on Shabbat uh, unintentionally, right? This can be that he forgot that Shahita is one of the Melachot, one of the prohibited actions on Shabbat, or that he didn't know that it was Shabbat or Yom Kippurim. Right, so if he does this slaughter by accident, even though if he were, uh, if he did do it intentionally, he would have he would have been liable for a death penalty, or he would have been liable for lashes uh, if uh, if it were Yom Kippur. Then, uh, right, even though all, all that is true, the the slaughtering of, is still valid. And is uh, uh, permitted to eat that meat, uh, even though it's not permitted to eat that meat on Shabbat itself. Uh, for that, look at uh, in Chot Shabbat, 
uh, where we saw that. With that, we finish Perik Aleph. Uh, we'll start tomorrow Perik Bet.